Maybe you're asking yourself, why are we talking about this? Does God really care what we do for birth control? Does our faith actually help us to make decisions whenever we're talking about how many kids we're going to have and when we're going to have them? Let's start with that question. Does it matter and why? Hi, I'm Monica Walter and this is my husband Joseph. We do Loving Theology together and normally on here we talk about theology, but today we're going to do something a little bit different and talk more about the application and make things a little bit more practical yeah. covering this theme. Yeah, yeah. So we've written elsewhere on the topic of conception significance and really the focus there was the discussion of when does life begin and how do we know that life begins at that point? And what we saw is, it, we looked at both the scientific evidence and the biblical evidence. And, and what we saw is that the scientific evidence overwhelmingly points to the fact that life begins at conception. And it's not just a, an ambiguous life, but it's the life of an individual human. It's the life of a person that begins at conception. So we've got discussion videos on that that I would encourage you to take a look at. We'll put a link for those below um, so that you can kind of take a look at those that, that answer the questions of when does life begin scientifically and when is a person a person scientifically. And then we've also got a discussion on the biblical aspect to that question. And we basically, you know, take a look and what we saw is that the scriptures are abundantly clear that our life and really in the most full sense. And what I mean by that is our calling actually begins at conception. Mm -hmm. And, and we, there's so many examples in scripture that spell this out for us. And there's so much significance to conception in scripture and in, and evidence in the way that God created things. So in other words, in the scientific observations that we can make. So I'll put a link for that biblical discussion as well below. Mm -hmm. But like Monica said, um, our focus today isn't to go over those biblical truths and to go over the scientific evidence. Our focus is instead on applying that truth. So where it matters is that conception matters. Mm -hmm. And if, the reason that conception matters is because it matters to God. Think about the fact that the Father chose conception to be the moment that Jesus was incarnated. That Jesus started his human existence with conception. Yeah. And there's such an emphasis on that. Again, I'll, I'll leave that for that discussion. But I think the next question that comes to your mind is, okay, so conception matters, but what does that have to do with birth control? And the reality that we'll explore um, in this uh, guide here, and we're mostly focusing on just sort of an introduction today, but we're, we're going to explore the reality that some options for birth control actually operate after conception. Mm -hmm. And what that means is that they rely on their effectiveness. In order to achieve their effectiveness, mm -hmm. they do so by taking a life that has begun at the moment of conception. Yeah. Exactly. And, and I know that that can be something that's difficult. We'll talk about some of the specifics, but that's why this matters. So in other words, what we're trying to say is that in order for some forms of birth control to be effective, 99 point whatever they're claiming, they're actually not always preventing conception. There is a portion where they are not, it's happening after conception. Right. In other words, as Joseph said earlier, we have a whole page on the significance of conception, and that is part of being pro-life. That is about, it's a moral issue. And so it's important to know that sometimes when we're taking some forms of birth control, it is happening to be able to get that 99 point whatever, it is happening after conception. In other words, that life is ending. And so um, not to discourage, be so discouraging today in this video, we do want to encourage you that we have tons of just as effective, if not even more effective, uh, forms of birth control on our website that you can go and see. How can you do family planning? You don't want to have a child in a certain season of your life. That's okay. And we're totally okay with that. There are um, parts 
a page on our website where you can find um, an option that works for you and your family. Yeah, we're not saying that there isn't an option. What we're saying is that it matters which option you choose. Yeah. Uh, and, it's because, and the reason that it matters, uh, you know, to sort of address the question that we're talking about here, why it matters is because conception matters. Mm -hmm. Because conception matters, which method we choose matters. Mm -hmm. But I want to double check this foundation really quick because um, maybe you're watching this video and you have questions. You wonder whether or not life really does begin at conception. And, and maybe you disagree with us and that's fine too. I understand why there's questions here. There's a lot of information out there. These are good questions mm -hmm. to have. But rather than try to rehash all of the information that we've put together, I want to reference you to other, our other videos and our other resources on our website mm -hmm. where we talk more specifically about the scientific and biblical evidence for it. We'll put a link for those videos below that give you a nice overview of that information and some deep dives on specific questions there. Um, and my hope is that if you're asking that question, maybe just stop here and go and check that out. Because from, from this point forward, my focus is on something different. My focus is in talking to someone who is pro-life, someone who believes that life begins at conception, and then asking the question of, okay, well, which methods of birth control matter to me? Which methods of birth control are pro-life? Mm -hmm. And what's the evidence for that? And that's exactly what we're going to be doing um, throughout this sort of guide that I've got. Mm -hmm. and, and we've written all of this on our website, and it's all available today. So you can go and take a look at it. It will take us a little time to put out videos on the different parts of the, of the guide. Um, today, we're basically going to be doing a video about an intro. And in this intro, what I want to do is share my heart, um, as well as share kind of the overarching theme um, behind, you know, sort of the decisions that we make and how do we sort of filter all of the decisions we have to make through a, through a consistent perspective. Yeah. Um, and then in the other videos, um, you know, in the other pages, we talk through all of the options, which ones are pro-life so that you don't feel like you're left without any option. And then we also talk, uh, we'll do specific deep dives into some of the ones that are maybe a little bit more controversial about, okay, you say that this isn't pro-life, prove it. Um, and so we'll talk in those videos and on those pages about the specific evidence that there is. Yeah. Um, but for, for now, what I wanted to do is focus on this intro. Next week, I'm going to actually do a deep dive on the pill because I understand that's probably the biggest question that people have. Is the pill pro-life? Because it's such a common method for birth control. Um, so we'll, we'll do that deep dive next week. But today, um, you know, I just wanted to focus on this, this intro and just mm -hmm. kind of share a little bit of my story, I think, first would maybe be a good place to start. So as I, as I share my story here, my hope is that you can see that I was exactly probably where you are right now. Uh, and that is that before Monica and I were married, a friend of mine came to me and basically said, hey, you know, I just wanted to share something. I don't, you know, me and my wife, we've decided that we don't feel like it's okay to use birth control. But we feel like that's something that's not okay from, from a biblical perspective. And I immediately was like, whoa, you are in my space. Can you, can you please step back? Um, you know, like this, and the reason that I felt that way is that, you know, I, I felt like he was probably just coming to, to say something that I've heard before, which is, um, you know, it's, it's an area where we want God to just make the decision. We should leave the decision to him, um, and that we shouldn't interfere with the process. Mm -hmm. And I, and I totally respect that position. I totally respect that perspective, but I don't personally share it. I, I take more of the view of, I want God to be in the driver's seat, absolutely, and I want to talk to him about what he's calling me to, what I um, feel joy about doing in terms of how many kids am I going to have, um, you know, what, what size of family and, and when and all of that. But then, you know, after that conversation and after the Lord sort of shows me, you know, what, what I'm supposed to do, then I feel like I have a role that I can play in participating in that. Um, that I can make decisions, you know, to sort of lead me to those things. So again, I, I don't want to try to talk anybody out of that position. That was just the position that I had. So whenever my friend brought this to me, I just sort of shut him down and said, hey, I think that's just a matter for personal conviction. That's a conversation between each couple and the Lord about how they're going to do their family planning. Mm -hmm. And he, he backed off after that. Um, but then, you know, you, you fast forward. Um, and once Monica and I were married, we had the conversation around birth control. What were we going to do and how are we going to do family planning? 
And what the thing that sort of stuck with me was that my friend had said something and he was somebody that I respected. And so it was still sort of gnawing on me in the mm -hmm. back of my mind. Mm -hmm. And so I said, okay, you know what? I, I need to settle this. I need to know what are the issues here? Why, for example, why do Catholics uh, have this perspective on birth control? You know, I, I thought I knew why, which was what I said earlier, but maybe there's more to the story. And as I did the research, what I found surprised me. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I had always been under the impression that the pill, for example, um, that it operates uh, just to prevent conception. That that's mm -hmm. the way that it achieves its effectiveness. And I, I've got no problem with that. But I, I, of course, after I did the research, I found that there was more to the story. Yeah. And, and again, well, I'll share more on this next time. So I don't want to get into the details here. But basically what I found is that sometimes the pill operates to prevent implantation, that it prevents um, a, a conceived child from being able to implant. And, and thereby, what it has, what that means is that it's operating after conception. So yes, it achieves some of its effectiveness by preventing conception, and that part I have no problem with. But then it achieves the rest of its effectiveness by preventing implantation mm -hmm. and operating after conception to, to prevent a life from continuing. Mm -hmm. And that was a problem for me. That was a problem because I knew that life began at conception. I had settled that issue already. So I can't tell you, you know, after I went through all of this, I can't tell you how grateful I was that my friend had said something. But to be completely honest, I wish that he had gone a little bit further. I wish that he had pushed past the awkwardness of the situation, pushed past my initial reluctance to hear anymore, and gone ahead and held me, said, hey, you know, no, I, I know this is awkward, but you really need to hear me out. I, I wish that he had done that. Because of course, I mean, he knew me, of course I wanted to protect my kids. Of course I was pro-life, of course I cared about the lives that were conceived. And that, that it, I mean, any father, you know, that's sort of our innate, sort of most foundational, fundamental desire is to protect our kids, to protect our family. That's kind of a, a thing that we can all rally around. So of course I wanted that. And I, I, like I said, I just wish that somebody had told me. I wish that the church talked about this more. I know that the Catholic church does, but really outside of that, you know, us, us evangelicals, we, we don't really talk about these things. Mm -hmm. and, and that's whenever, as I was thinking about that and I was talking with God, I felt like reminded of that verse in, in Matthew 7. It's uh, Matthew 7, 12, where it says, do unto others what you would have them do to you. And it's the golden rule, right? You know, we've heard it. But I just thought, like, I wish that somebody had done this for me. I think maybe I'm called to do this for other people. Yeah. I think even sometimes as we're, you know, talking about this particular topic, it might, you know, make you think like, oh, you know, well, that's our, this is our conviction. Mm -hmm. But what we're, we're trying to point, there's a difference between this being a conviction and something that is morally true that as a Christ follower, that we should be following this example of protecting life beginning at conception and what that looks like and all the applications that we have today, you know, that we are seeing now new forms of birth control and new medicine coming out and all of these things. Right. We need to make sure it all lines back up to um, what the Bible and scripture says because there are things that are, you know, a form of conviction of, the, of what you would like to do with your family. But this in particular and being, you know, pro-life and life beginning at conception and applying things thereafter, this is something moral. This is, I feel like, a foundational thing that we need as a Christian. Right. So I think part of what I'm saying is that I know that this topic can feel pretty invasive. And maybe you're exactly where you are now is exactly where I was which is that you kind of want to just hit pause on the video, close the window and be done, go find something else to do. Um, and I understand that. And, and maybe even moreover, because some of us have used birth control in the past and used some of these methods, 
possibly unknowingly, uh, of the implications. This may even be offensive, not just something that feels invasive, but actually feels like I'm coming across as judgmental or condemning. And I just want you to know that, that that is not my heart. That is not what I'm wanting to do here. And if you have, like, know that there is so much grace in, like, that is the gospel, that there is grace for all of the decisions that we've made in the past, whether or not we knew their consequences, there's grace for that. Yeah. Um, but that grace also comes, you know, it says that the law came through Moses, but grace and truth came through, through Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. And the truth is there for us as well. And it talks about, you know, the benefits of the truth and the fact that it sets us free. And, and really, here's the thing is that the truth gives us a guide, especially for the decisions in the future so that we don't have to make these decisions in the dark. Mm-hmm. So, you know, like I said, maybe you feel like me and you just wanna hit the pause button, you wanna close the window, you wanna be done. But here's what I wanna share with you in sharing my testimony is that I was there too. And after I pushed through it, after I pushed through that awkwardness and I found what I found, I, w- I am so glad that I did. Yeah. So if you're feeling that way, I was there. Yeah. And let me just share as someone from the other side of it, push through it. It's worth it. There is truth here that you will be glad that you know yeah. once you've seen it. And just to share more of our heart, my own story, you know, prior to getting married, I had taken birth control. I had to go through the process of, well, I've already done that, and mm-hmm. this is not good news once I we pushed yeah. through and we found out the truth of it. And so just know that we're, if you have done it, we're walking, I have walked that path and Joseph had to help me. And so it's not, yeah. we're not coming from a place of, we haven't been there, you know, of we have been there. And so we're, our heart is to just bring truth with lots of grace yeah. and to know there's freedom. I mean, we all live in Christ and there's freedom there and no, there's no condemnation. So, um, as we're pushing through into this next step, yeah. just know that there. It's, you know, it's full of grace. Now, before we wrap up this introduction, what I wanted to do is kind of give you the overarching principle that's gonna apply throughout this guide for for pro-life family planning. Mm -hmm. Um, And that principle is this, like because we're going to be facing a lot of decisions here and some of them involve weighing risks, not everything is just clear black and white. um, There's a principle here. And the principle is this, that we have a responsibility to protect our children. That that's basically a God-given responsibility to parents. And that because our li- our children's lives begins at conception, because our children's lives begin at conception, that means that we have that responsibility from the moment of conception. There's actually a few verses that are even explicit on that in the way that they're written. So like Monica said, this is really an issue of morality. But at the end of the day, morality is not an issue of laws or rules or regulations. I can't give you enough to-dos and rubrics to check um, to make sure that you make a moral decision. That's not the point. Morality instead is an issue of the heart. But but that does not mean that morality is subjective. What it means is that morality is deeper than what we do. It's not just about our actions. It's about why we do them. How did we arrive at those decisions? What were we thinking about? And so rather than giving you a bunch of laws and to-dos in this guide, what I want to give you is a perspective, a way to think, a way to make decisions. And, And here's that overarching theme. Here's that overarching principle that whenever you think about things this way, then you know that you're within the context of the truth because this is the objective truth. The objective truth is that as parents, we have a responsibility to keep our children safe. Mm -hmm. That from the moment of conception, we have to make decisions to keep them safe. And so as we think about these decisions, we can think about it from the perspective of, 
making the same decision that we would for this child who's conceived as we would for whenever they're older. For any of our other children, whether they're a toddler or a teenager, we would make these decisions and evaluate the risks the same way as we would whenever they're conceived and just a little embryo. See, we may not be able to hold that baby embryo yet, but they still rely on us. They still depend on us to keep them safe and we still have an obligation there to fulfill. So I want you to understand I know I can't force you to do anything, and I certainly don't want to. More than that, you don't answer to me. I'm not asking you to answer to me. I, to be frank, I don't even answer to me. But both of us, all of us, answer to God. And I want to help us to make the right decisions along the way mm -hmm. so that we can all be comfortable with those decisions and comfortable with our position. So as I mentioned earlier, we're gonna link below a page that goes through all of your birth control options. Is it pro-life or is it not? And it goes into great detail if you wanna just really see what works best for you and your family. But um, next time, we're actually gonna just dive deep into one that we think we're gonna have the most questions about, which is the pill. And um, you can read about it now during this video, but next week we'll actually do a video and right. just talk about it because it's uh, it's a controversial one and we just want to shed some truth on it and really right. tell you we have, Joseph mainly, um, spent years really looking into this and there's a lot of good information and a lot of things you probably don't know. So um, like we said, we're going to link everything below and you can check that out. It's going to be so good next week. If you can't wait, then go on the website and um, read it for yourself. But as well, we've talked a lot about trying not to conceive and family planning, right. but a big part of our story was trying to conceive and have a family and, and a part of it was struggling to conceive. And we have a whole section, we have a, a tab for couples. If you're wanting to do family planning, we have that. But if you're wanting to try and conceive, or you're finding yourself, you have, you're struggling to conceive, we have lots of help um, with what you can do to support um, trying to, to conceive and throughout the pregnancy, as well as we have a lot of resources for going through the IVF process and all of your options that you have if you're, you are finding yourself that it's you know taking you know, a long time or we have support for you and you can even just go and watch our story and see that we've been there and we have more resources for you if you are just finding yourself a little bit alone, so. Right, and, and I mean, if you're hearing this and you're wondering, you know, why is the theology blog talking about this? Yeah. Understand that, you know, even both in this guide, obviously you've seen that the discussion is really centered around our faith. That's the same for the trying to conceive yeah. guide, that we talk about the struggles from our faith in terms of, you yeah. know, those questions of God, why is this happening to me? And, you know, the, the scriptural answer to those questions and things like that to help you through that journey if you are struggling to conceive. Yeah. Um, but we also talk about in applying the, the truth that life begins at conception, that actually matters for some of the decisions that you make along the way of trying to conceive. Yeah. And so that, that same process and the questions that might come up for you if you're considering IVF or some of the other options out there, we talk through that as well in that yeah. guide. So that's why uh, we focus really on the faith aspects and how our faith actually helps us to make these decisions and helps us to feel comfort too along yeah. the way as we're trying to do that. So hopefully this was helpful for you guys. And if you have any questions at all, please feel free to email us at lovingtheology at gmail.com or connect with us on any of our social media platforms. I'm normally on there. I am more than happy to answer any questions that you have or point you in the right direction if you're, you know, 
need some more information. And um, don't forget to subscribe and hit the bell so you don't miss next week's um, discussion on the pill. And if not, after that, we're going to jump right into some deep theology again, which is what we like to do here at Loving Theology. Thank you for joining us.